0: Showtime at the Spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. First, we would like to open up with a number that was written by Tad Dameron titled Our Delight.
1: Thank you very much. You are listening to WETF South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station, and we are here with The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and glad you're with us today. Hope you've been enjoying these programs and if it's your first time, welcome. Today we're going to be looking at or listening to uh a specific band, and this is a a group that uh, was known through its studio recordings, but not too much through their live recordings, and we have uh, some live recordings that were made in June of 1946 at the Spotlight Club on 52nd Street in New York City, and as you probably uh, figured out from the first two tunes and from the announcement at the beginning, we are listening to Dizzy Gillespie and his orchestra, the big band. So Dizzy Gillespie, of course, was known uh, around 1945-46 as being one of the founding members of uh, the Bebop fraternity. He and Charlie Parker had a uh, classic group that was on 52nd Street. They went out to Billy Berg's Club in Hollywood and uh, did not do very well out there. Bird ended up staying out there and being... uh, incarcerated for some time, but uh, Dizzy came back and uh, it was always in his mind to form a big band. He came up playing in big bands, we'll talk about his career a little bit later, Um, and that was really kind of his favorite way of of, of dispensing and and, uh, performing music, I believe. So this band uh, was full of young guns with a couple of exceptions, and uh, mostly bebop players, some who had played with Gillespie in uh, the Earl Hines and the Billy X9 bands of a couple years before, which were considered incubators of bebop. We heard, as Dizzy Gillespie announced from the beginning, uh, Our Delight, which is a Tad Dameron tune. Tad Dameron uh, was a really outstanding arranger and composer during the late swing, early bebop era. He composed and arranged for a number of big bands, um, Cootie Williams' big band, believe it or not, for Vaughn Williams, or not Vaughn Williams, Vaughn Monroe's big band. He did a lot of uh, contract arranging, uh, but always some very interesting harmonies, some interesting voicings. Uh, His heart was in bebop, though, and uh, the groups that he led in the late 40s and uh, into the 50s, and also the pieces that he composed, such as Our Delight, are considered classics today, and he arranged this as well for the Gillespie big band. Then we went on to The Man I Love, a George Gershwin tune, which was a feature for vibraphonist Milt Jackson, Bags. And uh, Jackson had been with Gillespie uh, in small groups and large groups. Uh, He was playing primarily vibraphone, although sometimes he would play piano, sometimes uh, he'd do some other things as well. You can see him on a wonderful uh, film called Jivein' and Bebop, which was a collection of performances from different groups, but quite a few by this big band, Gillespie's big band, almost exactly the same personnel. I think it was recorded a little bit after this engagement in June of 1946. So the uh, Milk Jackson uh, feature on The Man I Love was really a concerto for him. Uh, the notes that Ira Gitler wrote to the CD collection, this is a two CD set, that uh, came, up on, came out on the Uptown Records label in 2008. He mentioned that uh, Jackson's repertoire was huge, and this particular uh, showpiece had him introducing snippets of about a half a dozen songs, probably more. You can uh, pick those out at your leisure. A couple that uh, you might have heard are Hawaiian War Chant and All of Me and uh, Flamingo, a couple of others as well. So who's in this band? We have, of course, Dizzy Gillespie, who takes most but not all of the trumpet solos. We'll point out some others coming up. Also in the trumpet section, Dave Burns, Elman Wright, Johnny Lynch, and Talib Dawood. On trombone, we have Alton Slim Moore, Leon Kameges, and Gordon Thomas. In the saxophone section, playing lead alto is probably the oldest member of the band. Howard Johnson, known as Swan, he was born in Boston and came up in the swing era, and he knew Dizzy Gillespie from their time with the Teddy Hill Band in the middle to late 1930s. They went to Europe together, and Johnson was considered a a very fine lead player, but also an excellent soloist, and we'll hear a couple of his... uh, pre-bop solos on ballads coming up as well. Sitting next to him or up the row was John Brown on Alto Sax. He doesn't really receive any solo uh, opportunities uh, on these broadcasts. He uh, can be heard on some of the studio recordings of the Dizzy Gillespie band. He was a, a fine bebop player in the Charlie Parker Uh, mode, we have on tenor James Moody and Ray Abrams and both of them are featured. Uh, James Moody was featured on the first tune, Our Delight. He also arranged a number of the tunes that we're going to be hearing. And then Saul Moore was on Barry Sax. In the rhythm section, we have Kenny Clark on drums. He too was of the older generation but he's considered one of the Founding members of the of the bebop uh, rhythm fraternity, uh, he was a fine drummer who introduced uh, some of the effects that uh, bebop uh, drummers like Max Roach and Roy Haynes uh, took over a little bit later. On bass we have Ray Brown. And on piano, believe it or not, we have Thelonious Monk. This is the only time I believe Monk was recorded playing with a big band. Unfortunately, the piano is pretty horrendously out of tune, as we will see coming up. This rhythm section, without Monk, uh, he was replaced not too long after this recording uh, session by uh, John Lewis. Uh, This became the foundation of the modern jazz quartet with John Lewis and Ray Brown and Milt Jackson. A little bit later... um, Connie uh, K came in to replace Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark was the first drummer in the modern jazz quartet, but the classic uh, version had Connie K. So we're going to listen to several other tunes, these being broadcasts. Uh, these are actually, I, I shouldn't say they were broadcasts, they really weren't. They were a, a club date at the spotlight and they were being recorded by an interesting jazz figure named uh, Jerry Newman, who uh, was uh, I shouldn't say notorious. He was uh, well known for bringing his recording setup in and recording uh, musicians from the bebop era. He did a lot of Charlie Parker recordings, although um, he... uh didn't get uh, some of the best charlie parker that was left to dean bendetti who unfortunately uh, just recorded charlie parker and would turn off the recording uh device when somebody else played so they're a little bit uh spotty there jerry newman tended to record longer performances and it's because of his efforts that we have uh, our only uh, evidence of what went on at places like mittens and, uh, uh, Monroe's and some of the uh, clubs where bebop was developed a little bit earlier than this period. But his recording uh, apparatus was quite good, as you can tell. there are very fine um, reproductions of the sound. Uh, I guess this music came out on an LP or two in the 70s, and then the sound quality was pretty bad, but it's been vastly improved here. It's really quite good. So now we're going to go on to three more tunes from this band. We're going to hear Second Balcony Jump, which was a a tune that was credited to Gerald Valentine and Billy Eckstein, and they were uh, important members of the Earl Hines' big band from 1943. Uh, Gerald Valentine played some trumpet and also arranged and composed, and uh, that band featured Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and a number of the bebop musicians who uh, eventually moved over to Billy Eckstein's band when Eckstein left Hines, and some of the repertoire went with them, including this tune, uh, Second Balcony Jump. Following that, we're going to hear a Thelonious Monk classic, Round Midnight, a long performance. And these uh, Jerry Newman uh, recordings were not uh, limited to three minutes as the standard uh, recordings were at the time, so they went as long as need be. In this case, it went almost seven minutes, and we'll hear quite a bit of Milt Jackson on this one as well. Then we're going to end up with a tune that was credited to Dizzy Gillespie, uh, kind of a riff tune, and it's called, in this case, Grosvenor Square, although he uh, sort of announces it as London Square and as Ira Gittler points out in the notes it begins with a little a melodic snippet uh, done by Dizzy that uh, is traceable back to the tune Red Cross by Charlie Parker he recorded with Tiny Grimes a couple of years earlier. So, don't know where this tune came from and it didn't really go anywhere but it's a good piece of bebop big band writing and playing. So those are our three tunes right now we're going to hear Second Balcony Jump, Round Midnight, and a Grosvenor Square. Uh-oh. Even got a little extra there at the end where he says London Square. This was obviously a very casual uh, recording session. I don't know if the band even knew it was being recorded. Maybe Dizzy did, but uh, clearly they were very loose, but very well rehearsed. The first... um, Recording session that I'm aware of for the big band, uh, studio wise came in during this month in June of 1946 for the music craft label. And, uh, some of the tunes, uh, that they recorded, I believe we're hearing, uh, on this particular, uh, uh, live date, a One Bass Hit, Our Delight, Ray's Idea, Things to Come, Eminon. Uh, these were all tunes that uh, were being played by the band on a regular basis. They had toured, or were about to tour, through the South. They did uh, quite a few things. Dizzy did, did his level best to keep the band going. Uh, this was not a friendly time for big bands. A lot of the big bands were, were throwing in the towel by early of 1947 for a variety of economic reasons. The underworld War II, the cabaret tax in New York, all sorts of different reasons, and jazz and, and popular music in general was moving towards the realm of small groups, which of course bebop was, naturally. But you can't fall dizzy. Uh, he was born in 1917. He lived until 1993. He came up in Philadelphia. About the age of 18 he and his family moved there. He was born in South Carolina, in Chara, South Carolina. He was uh, early on a very accomplished trumpet player and uh, played in Frankie Fairfax's band in Philadelphia before heading to New York in the uh, mid-30s. Or I guess a little bit later, 36-37, when he joined Teddy Hill's band. As I said, they went to Europe. Uh, If you take a listen to my podcast, The Jazz Focus, on Anchor.fm, you can listen to uh, the fruits of one of the... uh moments that happened in Europe, unfortunately, without Dizzy. Uh, Dickie Wells, who was the trombone player in the Teddy Hill Band, was uh, given a contract to record and took some of the musicians uh, in the Hill Band, including Howard Johnson, and uh, joined them together with Django Reinhardt and uh, some other musicians over there, including Bill Coleman on trumpet, and made some classic recordings. But they didn't care for Dizzy's playing at that time. He was considered too modern a little too crazy, too. And that reputation continued uh, with him when he went to the Cab Calloway Orchestra, shortly thereafter. He was a uh, a soloist with Calloway, made some of his earlier solos uh, with that band. Cab Calloway was not too thrilled with Dizzy either. He thought he was too much of a showboat and a little too out of control and ended up firing him for uh, throwing a spitball on stage, which it turned out wasn't his fault. And it ended up with Dizzy (laughs) sticking a knife into one of Cab's uh, exposed parts. And uh, that was the end of that. And uh, Dizzy started doing some... um, freelance work in New York. He actually worked with Duke Ellington for a little while, uh, did some arrangements, and then decided it was time to start forming his own groups and put together some of the early bebop combos on 52nd Street uh, with Charlie Parker and without. And I have another podcast with some of those groups, uh, Dizzy without Charlie Parker, so worth taking a listen to. So now we're going to uh, go to three more tunes. These tunes, as I said, are on the longer side, so I'm only doing three at a time. Uh, The first one is another Tad Dameron tune called Cool Breeze. By the way, I should mention the soloists in the last one, shouldn't I? Uh, The first one was um, Second Balcony Jump. I had said that was by Gerald Valentine, and it was. He was not a trumpet player, however. He was a trombone player. And that featured not Dizzy Gillespie, but Dave Burns on trumpet and James Moody on tenor sax. They had, uh, the two of them, Burns and Moody, had played together in an Army band, or actually an Air Force band, I think, during World War II, and when Dave Burns was hired by Dizzy to come in and play with his band, he brought James Moody with him, and Moody passed the audition and stayed with uh, Dizzy off and on for decades from that point. Then for Round Midnight, of course, we heard uh, uh, Milton Jackson on vibraphone. We heard Howard Johnson do a beautiful 16-bar alto solo. More in the swing tradition, but really well done and well-executed. We also heard a little uh, of the composer Thelonious Monk in the background and doing the transition figure just on an absolutely horrendous piano, unfortunately, but uh, at least we get an idea of what he sounded like with a big band. Then we finished off with Grosvenor Square, which featured a little bit of James Moody, but mostly Dizzy Gillespie on that one. So as I said, next one up is another Tad Dameron tune called Cool Breeze. Which will be followed by a feature for the bass player, Ray Brown, one bass hit. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Then we're going to end up with a bebop classic called Wooden You?" And this was one that uh, Dizzy had recorded with Coleman Hawkins at the uh, very, very earliest uh, moments of the, the bebop era, the, the crossover between swing and bebop. So those are our three tunes Cool Breeze, one bass hit, and Wooden You." <laughs> So that band was not for the faint-hearted musician to play in, especially the brass section. Uh, The background sections and the hits that were given to the trumpet section, especially on something like one bass hit, those were pretty extraordinary things. There were basically four or five lead trumpeters in that uh, section uh, with Dizzy, and uh, the arrangements really brought out the brass section there. Also, the sax section uh, in one bass hit, and Cool Breeze had some fine moments as well. Most of the arrangements we've been hearing have been by uh, Gil Fuller, who was uh, a trumpet player, but mainly an arranger in the early bebop period, and he did a lot of Gillespie's work for him. James Moody, as I said, did a couple of arrangements, and we also heard... um, Jerry Valentine's arrangement of his own tune, Second Balcony Jump, and Tad Dameron's arrangements of his two tunes. Uh, The first of this last session was one of his, Cool Breeze, which featured uh, a little bit of trombone by uh, Leon Kameges, and also Ray Abrams on tenor sax on that particular one. Following that, we heard one bass hit featuring, of course, uh, Ray Brown on bass, um, some fine trumpet, and uh, a little bit of off-mic James Moody saxophone in there as well. And then we finished up with Wooden You his own bebop tune that featured uh, quite a bit of the band, but towards the end it had some nice little call and response dialogue figures between Thelonious Monk and Ray Brown. Some interesting moments in there as well. So this is really a a terrific big band that never got its due because it wasn't very commercial and the big band era was all but over uh, by the time they got going, which was unfortunate. Thankfully we have these live recordings, as I said, all from the Spotlight uh, Club in 52nd Street in New York City, recorded in June of 1946, right about the same time they started doing their studio dates. Uh, these are definitely very energetic and free. As I said, who knows if the band even knew they were being recorded. And they were not bound by the three-minute time limit either. So we're going to hear two more tunes to bring us up to the end of our program. But one more reminder, you are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Do take a listen to my podcast, The Jazz Focus, on Anchor.fm and Spotify and other places as well. And uh, come on back next week for another helping of great jazz recordings. So on the way out, we're going to listen to uh, two tunes, Lazy Mood, which is a tune that is unknown. We don't know who wrote it, but it's a beautiful ballad that features Dizzy and also Howard Johnson again. I happen to like Howard Johnson, so we had to put in another one uh, featuring him. And then we're going to end up with the uh, theme of this band, Things to Come. As I said, there was a film of this band made, and it's very impressive watching them play this. But there are three different recordings on these two CDs, and they're all pretty much faultless. This is a, a virtuoso Arrangement for a virtuoso band uh, done in this case again by Gil Fuller. So hope you've enjoyed the program and Dizzy Gillespie's big band from nineteen forty six will take it out with lazy mood, followed by things to come.